Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. I am your host, the corny one himself, Jason. I am here with my host, as always, starting off with Jason number A, the Duke of all nerds. Jason, what's going on, man? Another day, another dollar. Or trying to be a squirrel, just trying to get a nut. What's that rap lyric song? I don't know. Go on. <laughs> I mean... You can always be a man trying to get a nut, too. So. Yeah, I say we're all trying to get a nut, my dude. <laughs> uh, that I'm here always as the token white guy. We have Jaron here. Jaron, what's going on, token? Hey, how's it going? Well, again, everybody, if you're checking us out here, remember to like, share, subscribe on all places that you hear Canon Circus. That is YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, podcasts, and everywhere we are at. So please check us out there and... Without further ado, welcome to the show, and hopefully you all enjoy. So let's start into, let's jump right into our top three. Our top three right now are going to be of charismatic actors. And let's go ahead with the Duke of Honors. You start off, what is your number one or your number three? Number, number three. Actor. All right. So this is kind of hard for me to do, but I did it. <laughs> I did actors my homework. Actresses, right? Act, actors. They're all actors. At this sure, sure, sure. Fair, fair, fair. So number three for me. It's going to be Idris Elba. He uh, he shines pretty much in anything he does, even if it's a terrible movie. He's usually the best part. And to come to mind is we are canceling the apocalypse. <laughs> in, in Pacific Again, <laughs> not the second one. He, he was dead in the second one. <laughs> so number three for me is Idris Elba. I know you know he's British, but he's my kind of British. Idris Your is kind of British. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll love that. Idris. You're absolutely right. 100%. All right. Jaren, you're number three. Number three? <clears throat> Tom Cruise. I like that. I don't care what couches he's dancing on <laughs> in reality. I don't care what fucking cult he belongs to. When he's on screen, he's got a job to do and he does it well. And he delivers. The fucking guy delivers. He's got he's got on screen charisma that just that that'll yeah. And that's my number three. And his stunts are out of this world, man. Like when he does <laughs> a stunt, like break a leg to make a shot. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my number three is going to be The Rock, which he's steadily climbing up my list as he goes on. But yeah, The Rock. I mean, we that was you guys' number one athlete turned actor. So I guess you That's guys will athlete totally turned agree. Actress. You totally agree with The Rock as being a charismatic actor and lead. So that is my number three. It's good old Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Also, check out Young Rock if you haven't, because if you don't enjoy that just from his intro and charisma from that, I don't know what to tell you. So I was young Sheldon. So I revised my list like three times or four times, and originally The Rock was on my list, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to take him off in favor of other actors that maybe not get so many accolades. So number two for me is Viola Davis. Uh, pretty much, she's just like you just said, pretty much even if she's in a bad movie like Suicide Squad, she's usually the best part. She usually commands the screen. She is just a phenomenal actress, or actor. We don't need a genderized actor anymore. And I love her. I love her in everything she's in, so she's my number two. Mm. I, I can't disagree. <laughs> I guess I'm just trying to think of the what have I seen her in that I'm like, oh man, in. she just pops out of screen. But give me two more movies she's in. Help me out. Okay. Who is she? a lot of things? 
Oh, I'm Widows. She's, she, she's Widows. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. from um, How to Get Away with Murder. That's a TV show. Sound Ryan's TV show. She was. Uh, she is um, Amanda Waller in the Suicide Squad. Both movies. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that guy. Oh, yeah, See, yeah. now that oh, you know she is, I, I couldn't figure out. I, I couldn't place the name with the. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, Amanda Waller, dude. Talk about encapsulating exactly the animated version of her that preceded her. I mean, she could put on a few pounds for that for that role, but still. right, right. She's not a she's not a squared off, but yes. <laughs> That I when I saw her, I was like, they have cast. They, they made they, they did the right. They, I mean, there was really only one choice for that for that anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. All, right, all right. Am I echoing? No. Cool. All right. Go ahead. Number two. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think this rock, was. but. <laughs> But we've already had the conversation. I mean, the guy exudes. Like, come on. I mean, every time you look at him, you're like, "Tell me why you're great." You know? <laughs> I just want to be held in your arms him. and just yeah. <laughs> have you sing sing this <laughs> Moana to me? Just a little bit of this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Jack Whitehall got to be in this movie we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the rock is great. Always uh my number two is probably the iconic one, the first pers- first person that I watched on screen and was like, Oh, this dude on screen feels different or views different. Harrison Ford, man. First time I everything I watched with Harrison Ford, and like I was like, Man, how does he do this? How am I entertained by like just his <laughs> presence? And it makes it even more interesting that I'm entertained by him that. When you find out he's kind of a prick in real life, it's his curmudgeonly attitude. Like, yeah, yeah, and I'm still like, eh, I'm okay with it. Like, <laughs> like how you be like a like old man, <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Like, he's listen, a, did he's an actor first? first. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> he's like, listen, I feel like he's an actor fucking... first. I feel, I feel like he's like, I don't want to be bothered with any of this, but no, no, you're gonna no. pay me, so <laughs> I guess he I'll do this act- for you. He's an actor first, which is like. Why are you guys still talking about something that I played 30 fucking years ago? I was a, I was whatever. I was president of the United States for crying out yeah. loud. <laughs> my <Yeah>. family. <laughs> Good old Harrison Ford is my number two. Um, iconic roles, but besides that, even the stuff that he was terrible in, still he just commands the screen and he just, you know, chops it up there. So, all right, Jason, number A, what is your number one charismatic Washington. actor? Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington. Do I need to say more? Denzel Washington. <laughs> I feel like you guys are making sure that you got the black, <laughs> the black card back. <laughs> See, I, this, as I said, I revised my list like three times. I was like, you know, even though it's Denzel Washington, he he, he was going to be in the running for the top spot no matter what. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, who who else? I was thinking about like, oh, like Chris Pratt or 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 you know, uh, Chris Evans or something like that. Like, oh, fuck those guys. Denzel Washington. <laughs> right. right. You know, I, I, when it's my turn, I'll talk about that too more. But yes, come on. Let's, come on. All right. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're number one. You're number one. All right. you better say Denzel Washington. <laughs> no, you, you say whatever you're going to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be it. All right. Um, 
somebody that I've seen in almost every genre. And every time he shows up, and it's a he, uh, I just enjoy his presence in the movie. Simon Pegg. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Like, he spans genres. He's sci-fi. He's romantic comedy. He's fighting the zombie apocalypse. He's all over the place. He's just a cop in a small Britain town. Like, But he's also just gone everywhere else like i mean talk about a guy who likes to run yeah talk about a niche that that guy like he's carved out a bit of him where he walks from like full-on hollywood productions to substantially small like british productions and everything in between and he fucking carries himself exceptionally well simon Pegg. Every time I see his name or his face, it makes me happy. <laughs> He's a good guy. I enjoy him too. Yeah. Not Denzel Washington level, but you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that being said, Simon Pegg, Denzel Washington, let's see. <laughs> Training day two. <laughs> let's, 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 let's get that movie greenlit. So, yeah, like I, I agree with Simon Pegg, but I always feel like, I feel like his tears are this ish. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, I can't see Simon Pegg's charisma leading or translating a big budget, slap down Hollywood flick. I think when it's the indier, geekier, genre esque run, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Okay. And that was my hardest problem with making this list because I picked out a lot of names, but I think a lot of those guys are genre favorite charisma guys not where you could put them in anything and they always will bust through um my life jason number a's is denzel washington but i'm glad you brought up simon Pegg because you're right i have revised my list a bunch of times and people that have on my list like sam rockwell yeah great Cillian murphy like i had a lot of guys on my list that i was like these guys are amazing but I can't see Sam Rockwell getting a big budget Hollywood flick and running because you know what? They tried it with that him and Anna, Kend- Anna Kendrick movie and it didn't work out well. Where he was a hitman that was kind of autistic or it, it just uh, yeah. didn't go well. Um, no. Cillian Murphy, where again, it's Sunshine. I love Sunshine. One of my favorite flicks. Again, so there's a lot of people I had on my list. I mean, hell, even Nick Frost. We talk about Simon Pegg. Nick Frost Nick is Frost. another guy that commands. I mean, you could a- involve him, but. Nick, like Simon Pegg, did a lot of things outside of Nick Frost. Now, I'm not saying Nick Frost has done Nick a lot of Frost things outside like of Simon Best Pegg. friends forever, <laughs> and our co-writers. <laughs> what I'm saying is, dude, have you seen Nick Frost in Borderlands? Fucking having his stuntman do all that stuff because <laughs> the man can barely walk, but he's still. He was in Borderlands. And he didn't have this knee, Simon Pegg. He was great in that. He was great yeah. in the Nevers. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was so what I'm saying, but never. I think it's but I think it's Nevers. They're gonna get a new season. <laughs> Good. Is well, no. Great in the Nevers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I said, I think it's levels to it. So and, and like even as much as he's crapped on and he's crapped on, Shia LaBeouf has a lot of charisma. But Shia LaBeouf is great. He has to. Oh no! I mean, this. Oh, I mean, you the, may hate the kid. That's that your number one. No, Denzel Washington is number one. He's just saying Shia LaBeouf yeah, is yeah. great. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm saying this love saying. this charisma thing that I had to kind of take into account when I was making my list because I had to say, like, if it was a big budget Hollywood flick, do I feel the same way I feel about them if how I feel about them on like more of the lower scale stuff? And that's, that's right. what started eliminating guys off yeah. my list that way. So I got you. I got you. Ever since Trans- after Transformers, Shadow Buffs has been picking his movies and he's been really, really good in them. Fucking even the tax okay. collector, which he was only in while well, he was in it and he gets murdered in it, he was still like, right. yeah. Pretty yeah. pretty good. <laughs> so you so back off poor Shia, man. He was murdered by Disney. <laughs> All right. So I mean, let's the, be real. The I way mean, I approached this was I literally in my mind put up a firing squad. <laughs> and I was like, which one of these people would I be less impressed? If like got like shot. who I don't want to see. <laughs> like in a movie. Regardless of what's going on. And yeah, Shia would have would have got got real fast. <laughs> I mean, that's not <laughs> you exit him doesn't mean he's not charismatic. Like, even in what was that movie, Eagle Eye, that he had to carry that movie. He was damn good in it before he got the stink of Transformers on him. We're not saying the movies are good because on my list too was Will Smith, and we know how many duds he's had, but charisma wise, Will but Smith some is great. really good. Yeah, he, he yeah, carries some great ones. Independence yeah, so, Day. I mean, Fucking iRobot. <laughs> Independence Day. I'll stand by my statement. And even Independence yeah. Day is not all that. The good. one where he was homeless with his kid. Oh my god! god. The pursuit of happiness. Pull that movie down so bad. And I'm mean, like, get a kid who can act. Come on. Yeah, that one. <laughs> even for I'm how such it's a terrible, and I can't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> Wild Wild West was. I still oh, was. Well, oh, in that, a movie that god awful. Have you watched that recently? Fun. That motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. They did it's not terrible. shy away. They did not shy away from the the race of racial epitaphs. In that I movie. mean, how could they not? It's a black dude in the wild in the wild west. They had to do it. <laughs> like, I get it. You can't gloss over the fact that it took place like two years after the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm unlike, saying unlike, like, the, they were it? putting this this shit on fucking like McDonald's cups and stuff. Yeah. So you're not allowed to drop the hard R. Like, what is going on in this movie? Who was this for? <laughs> I respected that attempt more than like that the Magnificent Seven when Denzel's walking around doing whatever the hell he want and ain't nobody like, hey, why they letting this? How's he running the show? Like nobody <laughs> yeah. asked that. Nobody. I think Chris. <laughs> I think Chris Pratt might have said something like one line, yeah. but like, yeah. but other than that, they were like, it's Denzel. Fuck it. He ain't black. Yeah. Denzel Washington. Because of the charisma. <laughs> He's making, that is right. Like magic charisma. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into all of the other fun stuff we got going on for the show to let's jump right into Geek and Nerd News. So, this is the one we're really going to have to talk about. Let's just call it spade a spade. Scarlett Johansson, that's, man, that's she's trying to get her money. Get She's trying to get her money. So Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney for reportedly $50 million in lost uh, income because they decided to Show Black Widow on streaming and in theaters simultaneously. Let's start with Jaren because he thinks she's gross. What do you feel about Scarlett Johansson trying to get her money? Here's the thing that kills me. This is she is literally twisting the faucet. There are like ten more lawsuits now of Mm -hmm. movies that you barely remember, where they're fucking suing their like. Let's let's be real fucking honest about how movies are made. You can hide a lot of money if you're good at what you're doing. And now 
people are gonna that it, it's a comeuppance it is what it is fuck the studios for literally milking the talent of the writers milking the talent of the actors milking the talent of the directors to make 30 fold what any of them do mm -hmm. let's see an actual reckoning she started it i mean I i've looked online there are like some there's some people that i'm like are you they're also <laughs> suing and i'm like all right let's see how that goes but it's it's opening the, the she twisted the knob and then the water is flowing now so i mean uh god bless her for being uh brave uh if you're if you're outside of it looking in everybody that works for disney marvel has you know been taken care of their balls have been fluffed their vaginas have been touched i mean their boobs have been what whatever whatever like like they've been happy whatever the female equivalent of what i just said was so um i can't say it out loud <laughs> yeah i know i know i know that all sounded horrible i'm not a fan of it uh apologies for the last 30 seconds at any rate um they you have these people the the these people that you love and you watch and it's again over the span of a decade so when at some point they talk ill about the process that has brought us all as viewers and as actors and as as producers and everything else here i mean that's a big fucking deal right because robert downey was rolling this uh chris evans his boy yeah. all all of these people were excited to be on the train and now we have somebody that's like but that train isn't great hold on hold on decisions were made that made me feel like i wasn't a part of the train and you excluded me based on something so let's talk about it so yeah i mean i'm curious how this all pans out this is Honestly, this isn't the same as like, you know, Donald Trump saying that the election was stolen. This has to go to court and the courts will decide and there this will be a big deal. So I don't think I, I, I don't know if Disney's going to settle for 50 million. They might. Right. Pace. Yeah, they might. They might. But we'll see. All right, Duke. What do you got? Oh, yeah. Get her money. She needs. I mean, it's it's. You know this. You you did work for uh, a company, and you were promised X amount of percentage points at the box office, thinking that you know there was going to be a box office, and then they go and say, "Oh no, there's not going to be a box office. We're just going to drop it on you know our streaming service," and you don't get a slice of that, then you're going to be pissed because you did the job that, and you had a contract for the money. And a lot of this goes to a lot of the other streaming services like HBO Max, you know. Um, Dune, all their movies are supposed to be slated to be dropping on the same day as box office. And every single one of those directors for those films and producers for those films are like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's great for us as consumers. You know, I get to see Suicide Squad for free-ish, you know, rather than going to the movie theater and risking getting COVID. But, like, these are these people's, like, livelihoods. And, yeah, we're talking about millionaires with more millions. But still, like, that's what they're worth in this economy, in this situation. So pay them their money. Yeah, we're all part of this society. <laughs> we live in a society. Yeah. 
So just to hit the streamline it, I was with Disney initially, then I was with Scarlett Johansson. Now I'm in the middle where I'm kind of like, this ain't a good look for neither one of them. Yeah, go ahead, get your money. I'm all for people getting their money. So let me first say that. Like, <laughs> if it's some big overlord that has a bunch of cash and they trying to hoard it, Scrooge McDuck style, nah, break into the vault, get your money. So yeah. that's where I'm at with that. But the other half of it where it's like, I remember, I think we talked about this, maybe not on the show, but maybe in person about what is Disney doing to Pixar? Because they release all Pixar stuff, not in the oh, theaters they, lately, only on streaming. They pimping them hard. Right. And I go, so that's going to be the hardest thing for Scarlett Johansson when she goes to court is, yeah, they gave her still a box office release, unless the contract outlined specifically that she only was going to get a box office release, no streaming. It's hard for her to go there because they can pull out all the other people where they just did streaming releases for Milan, no box, no box office involved at all, and say, this isn't a you thing. This is the way we're doing business now because of the circumstances of a pandemic. That's a very reasonable thing to say in court. And unless a contract <laughs> explicitly said they had to do it for so many days in theater for, it's very hard for them to come back with anything because unless most it's... reasonable, prudent judges will go, well, yeah, the game changed when you signed this contract two years ago, because remember, this movie got pushed back a year and a half. When you signed it, yeah, we all assumed it was going to be a box office release because so did we jungles, didn't know how bad this was going to get. <laughs> so, I mean, let's say they all those movies, all those uh, creatives do a class action lawsuit and sue them for their revenue. Because this is, yeah. I mean, if they're doing this to everybody, then like everybody should be getting a slice of the pie. Like, that, being said, this, that being said, also, Disney Marvel is very different from Disney Pixar. I mean, there there are legal teams that create. Yeah, they're more insulated. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was being, like, the part where I was like, I hate on Disney because, again, you got money. Give her a damn money. You got money. Like, this yeah, ain't going to hurt you. $50 million ain't shit to them. <laughs> right. The, the part I hate on Scarlett Joe's side of it, and I, when I say hate, it is that to a certain degree, you understand the game, and you know how nasty this company is. This company ain't been like squeaky clean and neat, and all of a sudden started playing in the mud. You no. knew what it was like. No, it's you not knew bad. the game. Disney will break your kneecaps. <laughs> she better right, be careful. Right, right. If Scarlett can go hands to go missing, we know what happened. <laughs> the world in, the, in Disney World, yeah. in the swamps. She's not that attractive anymore. She doesn't have a fucking like like she she won't. Keep doing movies like this. She's happily married now with uh Colin Jost. She wants to disappear and she wants to disappear with a big bank. And I get it. You should. That's what I do. Oh, good. I don't I don't knock her. Yeah. I'm just saying in general, like it, it and Marvel on, and, and Marvel killed off your character. Like if, you if the, you have a feeling so she should get that. paid for it. She hasn't I'm she's saying, not- <laughs> well, you have a feeling about it. You're like, you're like, I don't get to come back in in, in three years and 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 nail that. That next, you know, six well, she, million dollar deal. So she ain't gonna get a Loki treatment now. And let's go. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm just saying when when you're playing with the snake and it bites you, what you thought the snake gonna be the snake? Like it is what it oh, is. The, man. The, like, the, the, the frog and the scorpion. Yeah, <laughs> these, I mean, these are old old African proverbs. Here. <laughs> yeah. And the worst part about it is like Disney did all the smart PR shit. Hey, she made this kind of money, so you know all the knuckleheads are going to complain about the money she made. And then they go, oh, pandemic, we changed the rules. And now all the knuckleheads are going to go, well, yeah, Disney's looking out for our interest. Disney don't give a damn about y'all. 
No, Disney just trying to make sure they save money, get more subscribers, so they can make more money. That's all this was for Disney. So yeah, don't get it twisted. They're gonna Disney's trying to seem yeah. like the hero and paint her like the bad person to be like, oh, the twenty million dollar woman is complaining about not making another twenty to fifty million. Oh, while you guys are sitting at home in a pandemic, sorry. Like Disney's playing her cards yeah. real smart right now. Yeah. Scarlett Joe got to come out with a real damn uh, like a good statement. Well, to be unfortunately, like, she doesn't have you know five hundred people in her PR team to do this for her. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have a large corporation backing her <laughs> backing her up. Very true. Very true. All right, well, let's speed through the rest of this. Hawkeye announced the debut November 24th on Disney Plus. I feel like it's already in the bag, but like we see all the replacements coming for Scarlet Joe right now. Um, <laughs> Jaren, what are your thoughts on Hawkeye? Are you kidding me? Come on. Everything Disney's done has been awesome with regard to their <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> the Disney Plus. The Disney Plus offerings, I've enjoyed every one of them. Bring fucking Hawkeye on. Make him something interesting. And then and then weave Ronan into it. Like, let's go. I'm absolutely on, on board for this. Absolutely. Right, Jason, number eight. Haley Stanfield's supposed to be a Kate Bishop. Yep. I'm I'm there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Good. Good, good, good. Um because we didn't have enough of the bad sequels. A new Predator is supposed to be coming out called Skull. It's supposed to go over the origins of the Predators on Earth, which I thought we already got in a previous Alien vs. Predator movie. But let's erase all that and let's go. Duke of All Nerds, your thoughts on the new Predator movie? Look, unless they completely go back to the drawing board and just like do a solid Predator movie like Predator vs. Humans and that's it. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care anymore. I don't. Stop. Stop making these movies because you haven't made a good one since 82 <laughs> so mm. stop <laughs> all right jerry i don't know weird thought what if we go back to like the predator home planet and kind of get an idea of where they're about <laughs> the yansha and i believe like, yeah no no, no um <laughs> no this no they haven't made it yeah. yeah no i'm, I'm Predators are supposed to be the foil to big muscle bound guys in the eighties, and if they're gonna try to like update that idea, I mean, you gotta bring some. You gotta you gotta come hard. And I then, did like yeah. Predators, the one with Adrian Brody, even though Adrian Brody was not the guy to be in that movie. No, it was a, it was a, it was an interesting concept of these people being on a game reserve. I don't think they needed to bring in like extra like new predators. I think that's always dumb. Was that with oh. Shane Black and his predator friend? Literally being on the side of Predator. Oh yeah. No, no, that's the the next one. That was uh, the Predator. What whatever that dumb one was. I mean, and that was I'll so stupid. Honest, I'm off on the Predators. Yeah, they're dumb. All right. <laughs> and as we talk about reliving and bringing back series that just won't die, literally and figuratively, Sci-Fi Channel is bringing in a Chucky series, TV series. It's supposed to debut October 12th. This is supposed to detail. Chucky again trying to you know take over another kid's body, but also give a lot of Chucky's backstory as when he was Charles, whatever murder guy Ray, as a kid and as an adult. So, are, are we ready for more Chucky, <laughs> Jaren? Well, it sounds like an excuse to uh, like mentally abuse a child actor, um, <laughs> give him some emotional trauma. No. What? No. What? No. I'm no. 
I'm not even gonna That's my comment. I don't understand this whole like idea of like needing to give a backstory to everybody. Like he was a, a serial killer. I don't give a shit what his childhood was like. He was a serial killer. Doesn't make give me more of the of a of a child. Sorry, give me more of that dog running around killing people. That's what I want to see. I don't give a fuck about Chucky as a person. I don't care. Was he a spirit <laughs> that embodied a toy? Well, he learns at one point learned voodoo, I guess. I guess that would be yeah. interesting why this white dude learned yeah. voodoo. <laughs> but other than that, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm as a guy of Chucky, and I was telling my wife that like Chucky one is scary as hell. Child's Play one is still scary as hell because they got a little okay, person I... to play like Chucky, and it seems in the end where he's literally like hulking Running. with a butcher knife, and they have him shadowed. <laughs> Walking through the hall, and it's still freaky yeah. to me. It still gives me goosebumps because, like, it doesn't feel like some animatronic, like, CGI. Like, it, it's another dude. It's a dude walking through this anyway. But, yeah, it, that series has been long. Jumped the shark. They turned it into a comedy, which I thought was the best thing for it. But I guess they're trying to get back to its origins lately with, like, Cult of Chucky and all this other stuff and now in this show. But we'll so see how are, it works out there, man. When are you we going to Chucky it's... versus the Leprechaun? Well, like I what said, has, all things. If it's good writing, it'll work. So, what has actual magic? While well, the other one just has sort of magic, so the leprechaun yeah. should totally win in that in that I, situation. I just want to see <laughs> two two little people fucking run each other. With <laughs> to, well, unfortunately, Vern Troyer is dead, so I guess you had to get uh, oh. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Right. No, 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 no. We don't sully Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and jump on to the Rick and Morty check-in uh, for episode six. The what? Thanks, exploitation spectacular. <laughs> Holy is, uh, shit! Yes, Rick and Morty's thanks, exploitation spectacular. All right, Jaren, your thoughts on uh, the Rick and Morty? Just a quick jump. First, in. all right, real quick. Um, an incredible, like it does exactly what sci-fi is supposed to do. It takes a simple idea uh, a, a realistic concept and then it just like pours like ridiculousness all over it but it still keeps the 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 throughput the idea oh this fucking episode i'm watching it and i'm like the whole time i'm like yeah america sucks sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> i'm not gonna say america sucks always because <laughs> you still have to live here. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, also because you know, look, look, look very far to your left, depending on where you're at or your right. Um, uh, you know, uh, you got things like China having big fucking problems. So yeah, no, uh, we have our problems. Granted, um. How is it that we stole our country from the natives? I mean, anybody that's an American is really well versed on that. Um, this took that base knowledge and twisted it all the way on its head. Exactly which, exactly why I love this series because it generally takes a sci-fi idea that you that that's well tread and flips it. And it's interesting as shit, and they they have a good time with it, and they make a weird fucking twist with it. This, uh, it, I mean, it had sci-fi elements, but it, it honestly, it it took America, 
and did the same thing, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> All right, Jason, number eight. This is probably the most political they've ever been in the show, and I'm wondering how many you know alt right trolls who think themselves as the modern day Ricks are going to quit the show because of this. And I really hope they do. And I really hope they get hit by a bus when they do. Because <laughs> fuck those guys. Rick is not a good guy, but he has a good point in this one. And it's just like, all oh, this is bullshit. This, this, you know, it's this, as he said, countries are made for the people in government to get jobs. It's a job placement serve program for the people who run shit to have a job. <laughs> it's, that was it's a hard these, truth. Yeah. <laughs> All this, this, this idolization, all these symbolizations is just to get us stupid people just to give them their, our money and give them their job so they can yep. keep pretending like they're important, which in the long scheme of things, in the, they're not. So I, I enjoyed this episode. It was funny. Um, I want to say South Park did it first, but, you know, Rick and Morty, they do it better. So, yeah, it's, just, it's just the way it is. Can we talk about Keith David just being on like... Oh, man. Like, I could have that like, guy just talk to me. dial for these guys, and he's like, <laughs> "Absolutely, I'll show up." <laughs> yeah, I mean, for my check-in, all I have is he does. All I have is, uh, oh, they love each other, and keep the, David flex all the way out on this episode. That is the comments <laughs> on my check-in. We can move right on to the next level, which is the movie reviews. <laughs> reviews. Uh, so, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah. Just remember, everybody, our movie review system, we have a five-to-one system, five being great or classic, one being a dud, and then we will mix in what we feel about the five-to-one ratings going forward on that. So the first movie we have up is the movie of, possibly, I think it's going to be the summer, Jungle Cruise. I know everybody's going to kind of halfway disagree with that, but I feel like it is, so Jungle Cruise. Let's go and jump to you, Jaron. What is your thoughts on Jungle Cruise? Oh, fuck. We're going. We're starting with me? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get your notes in order. I, I, I got notes. All right. All right. All right. First and foremost, uh, Paul Giamatti is a great, uh, like, witless foil. He's just like, like a thing, whatever, whatever. Um, oh, fuck. Talk about an actor who's always commanding the screen. Paul Giamatti should have been somewhere yeah. on him too. Yeah. He is, even when he's in terrible fucking movies, like, yeah. he's great. He's great. Go on. I'm sorry, Jaron. Yeah, no. The first act of this movie is literally without shame, a hundred percent a commercial for a fucking Disney ride. <laughs> Bullshit, and you should feel bad about enjoying it. It's stupid, and I hate it. And I've always, I like immediately was turned off by this movie. I was so angry about this. That being said, ah, uh, there are a lot of other aspects of it that I don't like as well. It's kind of a paint by the numbers, like. From the Pirates movies. Um, uh, but here's the real thing that it copies. It's straight up a carbon copy of the 90s Mummies movies. You've got the strong female protagonist. You have got the uh, hapless, elite. possibly gay, but probably just European uh, brother. And you've In got this case, the uh, scoundrel. <laughs> That'll make everything happen. Um, this fucking irritated me all the way. Uh, also, let's let's have a real conversation if we can about how is it that Germany made any progress during any of the wars? Because <laughs> if movies are to be to, are to be believed, 
they're always looking they're always away from the war looking for some sort of magical trinket like all movies world war one world war two don't matter germany's on the hunt for a magical trinket <laughs> there were a lot more uh competent in the real life <laughs> those germans uh these dad jokes were mad thin like super quick luckily they kind of like this the they spaced him out as the movie went on um the effects were trash visually uh but with the caveat that the movie was supposed to be out last summer so they're really trash because they had an extra <laughs> year to fucking figure it the fuck out you know once they, they were fucking done they were like yeah. we're done it's over <laughs> especially that fucking jaguar what the fuck <laughs> any any rate, anyway, um, that's just a visual specs thing. Uh, it uh, uh, like uh, going back to the effects. It immediately it immediately makes me think of Bill Nighy, um, as Davy Jones. Like everything about the visual effects was busy, but you saw the actor through it. It was an amazing achievement. And uh, oh, what's his fucking name? It's killing me. Uh, Edgar Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, Edgar Ramirez. Edgar Ramirez, decent fucking actor. Um, but he got lost. Like it, it, they 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 framed his face and then just covered it with random shit instead of making the effect about his like him. Like it's the difference between a good visual director and a bad visual director like you know what i mean you know what i mean jason <laughs> <laughs> like, it's different uh, between basketball and horrible yes <laughs> uh, that being said that being said i enjoyed it <laughs> I enjoyed i'm gonna shit movie. on this thing for five minutes and then i'm gonna yeah. say i enjoyed this movie <laughs> yeah yeah other than the the headhunters being surprisingly white, other than the main girl, um, the the lack of comedic, uh, visual like visually affected bad guys, like the ones from Pirates, I was a big fan. You've got the wood the the wood guy, you've got the bee guy, <laughs> and you've got the and the main dude. Like, yeah, like they were guy. all very serious about this. Yeah, curve. you got the shit guy. I called him <laughs> shit guy because he. Oh yeah, and, and mud guy. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, despite all that, despite the probably the worst first act that I've seen in something like this, which again was just all fan service for the fucking ride. The second and third act were a lot of fun, and also. Can I just give a little shout out uh, to my the, 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 the fucking German dude? Like, Jesse Plemons? Yeah, Plemons. Plemons. <laughs> my dude had some weird energy, but he was super committed in this cartoon of a movie. He always has being... weird energy. <laughs> That's his thing. That's what... <laughs> Like everything he did, I'm like, you know, you're in a cartoon, right? But you're fucking excited, like you're you're, you're touching the fucking the 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 nose of the fucking uh, uh, snake at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're smacking fucking bees in the middle. Like, like you're a, like you know what? Every 
Clemens made this. Obviously, the two leads are, you know, I, I, I've looked before we did this. I looked at just some random excerpts from people. Some people think they didn't have any uh, chemistry on screen. I disagree. I think I think their chemistry was great. Um, I mean, it, it was a cantankerous. It was a it was an aggressive chemistry, but 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 they did it well. They didn't play it to the point where one felt like he was he or she was too much. It it flowed. It it did. They both were coming at each other fucking headstrong, and it is what it is. Um, Jack Whitehall. <sighs> <laughs> He's my favorite Disney ambiguously gay individual. Not ambiguously gay. I was say not ambiguous at all. Um, <laughs> he literally stole the rock that he was gay. Yes. No, he didn't. He didn't. He said, he said he, I had all these women lined up to marry, but my love lies elsewhere. Yes. And and he, yes. he did the he's gay, dude. There is no yeah. there's no subject to it. Yeah, oh no, you and I are <laughs> fucking intelligent. All of us are intelligent people. He's no, gay. there's no subtext to that. But but yeah. this is for the Trump supporters to be like, well, maybe he just no, no, no. This Disney even said it. Disney even came out and said it. Yeah, he gets yeah, it. Disney even no. came out and said it. So it's no yeah. there's no, no subtext to it. Well, no is speculation. this the first one? No, because uh, uh, ambiguously the gay character. They claim this is the first one, though. This is what Disney's pushing on this one. This is the first one that legitimately says it like he without actually saying say though in the movie yeah. <laughs> but he definitely kind of says it <laughs> yeah he definitely kind of he's he's the most ambiguously gay character in the movie he's, I'm like, I'm he's the most non-ambiguously big, ambiguous at all it's like you know that's why even make the comment you didn't of like, say he was gay want to love like what do you, what do, you do like, you want him to come out with a flag and be like oh, i'm gay no like right no, in that era Literally, it's just, just, just. He, but he I said the all the right words to say that he's gay yes. without actually having to say he's gay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but he didn't. He would have been killed it's, and ostracized it's, if it wasn't for his sister. Elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Yeah. Also, his sister playing. wears pants. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but they talked about it in the movie once or twice. I mean, he calls her pants the whole entire time. <laughs> Also, the bad guys do. Yo, it's the bitch in the pants. <laughs> you got any more for Jared? Any... I'm just saying, if you're gonna be gay, be gay. Don't. He was gay. Don't, don't tiptoe around. I don't, I don't know how much clearer they could have made it. So I, I mean, right, so he did like... make out with a man. Like in a lot of other stuff, like their shorthand for being a character being gay is them from the see the first dude and fuck him. They didn't do that in this one. All right, they didn't do that. But no character goes, "I'm gay." They just have sex with a dude and they're like oh i guess he's gay you know then he he said he practically said he's gay and that's he practically said he's gay thank you but like if it was any other movie he would have never had made an allusion to it whatsoever they would just be like oh he's a little dandy no he literally explains to the rock that yeah. he's gay yeah. and the rock's like Cool, I'm 400 years old. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ironically, 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 the 400 year old man's like, dope. 
<laughs> like, yeah, okay. I mean, shit happens. I'm I'm magic. I don't, I don't fucking know. care. How, how well, hilarious I mean, would it have been if they would bang a little boy. So yeah, let's, they were fucking really honest. They had gay people 400 years, or I guess yeah, it would yeah, be 500 like, years in our part. Because that's this took place in 19. All right, Duke, what do you got on this movie? Waves. I will agree with Jaren and say the visual effects of this were pretty terrible. Um, they, if if you, because this movie does draw a lot from Pirates of the Caribbean, and if you're talking about like really good visual effects, Davy Jones was a fucking you know watershed moment. He was great, and you can, you know, you're fucking Disney. We need to keep that same energy, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but other than that, other than the you know sort of passable. You know, main. I guess they were the main. I don't even know if they were the main bad guys. They weren't even the main bad guys. They were just the henchmen to Jesse Plemons. No, you know they were totally throwaway. I I like the kind of story about it, but I enjoyed this movie. I had fun. Uh, I liked the dad jokes because I like the Jungle Cruise. I'm the one fucking laughing on the Jungle Cruise at these fucking corny ass jokes. I'm the one going, <laughs> "Did you get it?" <laughs> so, the fact that The Rock was started off this movie with these corny ass jokes. I loved every second of that. Uh, I liked Paul Giamatti as the 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 over yes. the bearing, uh, uh, gold rich guy. <laughs> you know, um, I definitely enjoyed uh, Jack Whitehall as the gay character, and I liked the fact that you know, even though he was kind of a character caricature, he wasn't you know a complete one hundred percent. You know, he's yeah, the gay he guy. Throw, he can still throw a punch. Yeah, like he like he still held his own in the fights yeah. and you know he he fought alongside you know in, in any other if this was like the 80s the 90s or even the 2000s if this oh, co- yeah. character was co- going to be coded as gay he would have been like oh no I don't fight or something you know some other stereotype like that he would have punched him and been like oh my hand hurts oh my goodness and you know yeah. he didn't do any of that he was much as a part of the action and as the rock and as uh Emily I don't even remember when he was there. Yeah, but either way, like her and and the Rock's chemistry, they I enjoyed it. I enjoyed their their playing off each other. I enjoyed the fact that she wore pants and he just called her pants because to him that's something weird—a <laughs> woman wearing pants. <laughs> even in, in his four hundred years of seeing all this, he's still like, I ain't seen that shit before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the whole like kind of like the lore behind it that you know. They couldn't get within, you know, they always had to be within like sight of the, the river and all that other good stuff. And if they were trapped in some other place, like the river would try to pull them in, but they couldn't get there, so they would just be stuck. I like that. I thought that was a pretty cool way to which do. felt a lot like Davy Jones and not, being yeah. It, and it was, it was still, uh, you know, very Davy Jones's locker, very Pirate of the Caribbean, but it, it worked for this story. So it was fun for me. I, I enjoyed myself on this little jungle cruise down the river. <laughs> I did there. The jungle snooze. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the cruise that starts off great, but then you stay one, two day too long, and you're like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> the really biggest negative I have is like it's two hours long, guys. Like this it's is a long movie. ass movie. <laughs> we we give me an hour and, and a 30, man, maybe even an hour and 40. I can set like you can and I think we feel like we say this every week now. You can almost cut out about 15 minutes, 20 minutes of this movie, and it still works perfectly fine. Um, yes, I, I, I think, thank 20? you, Jaren. Thank you for what you said, because when people ask me about it, and they're like, oh, it just feels like Pirates of the Care, and I'm like, no, no, no. This is The Mummy. 
And I'm glad that you brought it up because this is the hundred percent. Does it have DNA in it from pirates? Yes. Does it have? And mostly that's because the stupid effects of the villains. This is why people related yeah. to pirates. Because if yeah. that didn't exist, we wouldn't do it at all. But the characters so, are definitely. Yeah, yeah. This is the mummy all the way. Um, this movie is one of those movies I'm going to lump into this boat. That's called. Hey, this movie really sucks. But because the people in here are so charismatic, we don't give a damn. You know what other <laughs> movies are in that list for me? Demolition Man. That movie sucks. But the it's characters kind of are so charismatic, we don't give a damn. Uh, you know another one that I, and I recently just stumbled across that I like and I forgot how much I like? Cowboys versus Aliens. Oh, I love that movie. Sucks. I love that movie. <laughs> it's a movie. Let's not get it twisted. Oh, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. great, baby. <laughs> but it's so fun because it, you don't care. And that is the point about this, is that, you know what? This role that The Rock played is Frank or Francisco or whatever. No one else on the planet could play this role because you have to have the right amount of the ability to be a tough guy, but enough of a cheesiness and enough of the like almost I'm fun with making fun of myselfness to make this work. Like, not an Arnold, not a sly, like, none of the big action guys. Go, this is like one of those movies where you like, I can't see anybody playing this role as good or better than The Rock because of the ability of him to make fun of himself, but also be believable as a big guy that can knock people out. So kudos to that casting, kudos to Emily Blunt's casting. Like I think that that pairing was great. Like I'm with the the, the naysayers. I think the chemistry of them working together was great. I think the love chemistry was kind of flugazy, but I'll get to that in a minute. But yes, if you're gonna make this movie, make it around the people and the players that are interesting people and players. Like all the little snake and all that. They didn't get that much screen time. You know why? Because they weren't fucking interesting. They were god awful. <laughs> so they made they kept it with The Rock with Emily Blunt, um, the, the brother, and they came up with Jesse Plemons. That's what your movie's gonna be. That's what it's gonna be. So um my pros and cons, and then naturally pros, the rock, Emily Blunt. I thought the action scenes were very scripted fun, but again, the visual flex, uh, whatever. We'll talk about that negatives in a moment. I'm like you, Jason. I enjoy the cheesy jokes as a dad <laughs> myself. These dad jokes are great, and I'm like you. Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, all those places that do the cheesy jokes, I'm here for. Yeah, I, I love that, that whole theater. And I'm pretty sure people were looking at me like, this shit ain't even funny. Why does dude laughing so hard? I loved it. I don't care. I effing loved it. Um, also, the sword part with all the innuendo and in the sword part, magical. Magical <laughs> when they had to pull the sword out and they he were giving all the, oh, this is the first time I've ever done this. Oh, don't worry. Just, you know, take it out slowly and then. And he's like, you know, you get behind yeah, you, you and whip it a little bit. You might want to use both hands. <laughs> right, right, right. It was great. It was great. I cracked up so hard. And I felt like nobody else in the theater got that except for, like, me. Because right. it was just so deliberately bad. But it was so deliberately executed awesomely. Like, that's what made it so great. Um, you my want cons to are, my stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My cons are two hours. Yep. The story The story's a mess. The story's a mess. Like, I don't even remember care what the story was at this point. Like it, it's a mess. Uh, no real villain. Even Jesse Plemons and they they split they split time, so it was no real yeah the guy. Given, it was just like they're both the looking thing. for the same thing. That was even, the thing he, pirates, that, right? You had the the douchey fucking like naval captain trying to take control of the mythical sea. Like that was like yeah they, no it's it's no villain they kept there. going back like, and forth Jesse Clinton, I mean because even Barbara's one you had basically Barboza yeah Barboza. main driving villain. That, that and you had a secondary villain as the British do but the main driving right. villain was Barboza there right. in this one 
I, but you, I guess you would say the main driving villain is Jesse Plemons' character. Way. But yeah. he, even then, he's I like... I will go this route why it's no villain, Jaren. They would still do this Jungle Cruise if nobody was chasing them. So to me, a villain mm -hmm. has to kind of be trying to either intercept, stop, or hinder your ability. This thing goes on because she still wanted to find this, 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 uh, the pedal. So even without the interference, it, it this still would have happened with pirates. That's a whole different game, and I hate comparing to pirates. Listen, I think it's more of the mummy. Where with pirates in this situation, they needed to get stop their curse, and the plane that was stopping them from stopping their curse were the good guys. So it was a direct thing. Like this one, the, you didn't like if the pirates weren't trying to stop the curse, jacking them adventure means nothing because Jack would have went on living his life. No, you're, this yeah, one, you're like, so right. there was no villain. There was nobody that was stopping the. The movement because let's be completely honest if they were being fair everybody could have got a pedal yeah like, every single one of them could have got a pedal and been <laughs> healed all, and went on if y'all had, had moved quickly everybody could got a pedal we all got our our, our goal <laughs> <laughs> we could have saved you the, the 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 snake guy we could have saved you set you free and you could go on to die like why are we fighting guys <laughs> right 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 <laughs> only person you should be fighting is the german guy because i mean because germans are bad people in every movie so uh, sorry but it was no real villain there for me, um, and I assume that they only put Paul Giovanni in this movie because they're going to make a sequel, and they know that he's going to be more valuable than the sequel. Because if not, they just wasted a good actor. Mm -hmm. And my head cannon on this movie is Jungle Cruise Two should take place like at the end of World War Two, like when the Rock movie. had to go fight the war, and now he's like charisma out, and they got to go find his mojo. That would be my favorite part of my head cannon for Jungle Cruise 2. Well, Rock is going to survive a war. He already <laughs> lived 400 years without being able to die. That's just, you get into a groove. All of a sudden, I mean, we're, we're assuming that he would actually age normally after this. Right, he's not right, going right, to be, right. he's going to be yeah. pretty old to be fighting in World War II by the time that. Again, it's just my head cannon. Like, <laughs> just be like, hey, he's an old, weathered, like, old man like, at this point. I guess they did. And have they to. need to bring him along for this adventure because she trusts no one else to do this with her except for the Rock's character. And they're going to have a They're going to have a kid. He's going to name Francisco. Uh, you could put a gold junior. fucking tooth in the mouth of Paul Giamatti. I'm fucking there for it. <laughs> bring <laughs> him right, back. Let's go on. <laughs> Let's go on to our ratings. Jaren, what do you give this the Jungle Cruise? Oh, definitely. Uh, so five is seeing it in theaters and watching it and like paying for it. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely a stream. Number four. Four. Okay. Jason. Uh, I would give it uh, uh, a three. I mean, I liked it. Enjoyed it. It's not anything that you need to rush out and see. But if you find it for free. Like I did <laughs> watching. <laughs> That's a joke, Disney. I didn't find it for free. I paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think I'm in, in between both of you guys. I gave it a 3.5. If you can find this on, you know, video on demand on a discount, go for it. But, you know, it's a little better. It's a little better than a stream on Netflix. So, or I guess Disney Plus when it gets there. Like, when you don't, it's already there. It's for $30. Yeah, you know, we don't need to pay for it. Yeah. Like, if, if Disney Plus was like fifteen dollars, yeah, I would say go ahead and enjoy your time. But yes, yeah. Uh, let's move right along. As I spoke of Netflix, I spoke them into existence here. Let's go ahead and talk about Netflix's latest movie here, uh, Blood Red Sky. Did I say that correctly? Is that the name you of it? Did. I hope that's all the name right. <laughs> uh, Jason, the Duke of All Nerds, is the one that really suggested this to us. So let's let you open on kick it off. Let's roll. 
Uh, yeah, so this movie is on Netflix, and it's about a uh, plane that's being hijacked by Dominic Purcell and a bunch of other ne'er-do-well German bad guys. It's a German, it's a foreign language film. It's all about by his real name. <laughs> yeah, I don't, because I don't remember his name in the movie, honestly. I didn't. <laughs> it's a, it was a foreign language film, so if you don't like a lot of subtitle reading, this is probably not the movie for you, but there are a lot, there are a lot of parts that are in English, too, so that's that's great. But unfortunately, these uh, poor hapless terrorists have a vampire on their plane. <laughs> this young, this woman who was flying from, I guess, Germany to America to get cured of her vampirism with her young son is a vampire, and mm-hmm. she she fucks them up. <laughs> That's basically the whole entire plot of the movie: is that oh, this vampire God. chick trying to protect her son from these very bad guys, and for the most part, trying to protect the plane, but didn't work out so well is on this plane. It's it's passenger 57 with vampires and I was here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I like these kind of movies where it's just like, take something, take an already stressful situation that would make its own movie terrorists on a plane and throw something weird into it like vampires or like a werewolf or something like that. And like, see how they react or whatever. And it was, and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, um, the mother's protection of her, of her protectiveness of her son, like she did not want to be a vampire. She was not into this at all, but she was slowly losing her humanity in order to protect her son. And she was, and as a parent, you know, that's something you would do. Like I would go through hell for my child, or or put my or as 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 Jim Gordon says, I would reach down into the mud so the rest of you can stay clean. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed this. This is this is uh. Fun. It wasn't scary. It wasn't there was one scary part, one stupid part where the reason she got she gets to be a vampire is because for some reason her and her husband are driving around in the snow at night and the car stops and he just wanders off to the most scariest looking place and gets murdered. And then she with a newborn follows him into the scariest looking place <laughs> and then gets bit by a vampire. But I enjoyed the fact that, like, you know if there was a way for her to be able to control it when she went back and talked to her, the, the vampire's dad, even though she smashed his head in and gruesomely violent mm-hmm. and that she's been trying to control it for like eight years while her still trying to like raise her kid. I don't know how that kid went to school. He must've been homeschooled or something. Cause like, you know, it's hard to be a parent and be nocturnal, <laughs> but there is some, there are some cool like racial things going on where they got the, the uh, Muslim people on there to record a message mm. to make it seem like they were terrorists. And even when they landed the plane and all the people had been already turned into vampires and the one guy left was this Muslim guy. And he's like, I am not a terrorist. I need to get off this plane and you need to destroy the plane. And they're like, nah, terrorists. That's what terrorists say. <laughs> <laughs> Some terrorist shit. <laughs> but then in the end when they like, oh shit, there are vampires in this motherfucker. And they blow up the plane. They're like, just let these fuckers go. <laughs> Like I don't even know how to explain this shit. <laughs> so for me, it was an enjoyable Netflix movie. I didn't pay anything to see it other than my Netflix fee, and I I thought it was fun. Y'all can go on to your your reviews and. and All right, uh, I'll jump in next. And yes, it was a uh, blood blood in the air, but don't nobody care because <laughs> these passages were so oblivious for majority of this, <laughs> this movie. I was like, okay, all right. Um, Going to my notes, I think a lot of everything you agree with, I agree with as well. 
an inch too long. I think it's still two hours and two minutes. I don't think it needed all that. But after I saw the full completion of the movie, I'm like, okay, I can see why they did this. Um, I'm with you. I'm a huge fan of what I call the, the genre swap films. Like, Dust Till Dawn. Like, I love these movies that start off as something. And then once you get into it, you realize, oh, shit, I just stumbled into a vampire flick. Let's go. Like, I love that. So <laughs> um, I'm here for that all the way. Um, the beginning sections are really, really good. The middle gets kind of like they, they're kind of coasting. And then the end ramps up really, really tremendously, which I enjoy. Uh, my pros on here, my biggest pro is, Man, it's been so long since I've seen like a Nosferatu vampire. I was totally here for it. Like, yeah, that, she was that, 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 gnarly. That they, yeah, they tried to grab her and the wig came off. I was like, I popped. And I watched this like 5 a.m. in the morning, too. Like, I popped Saturday and was like, yes, we get like Nosferatu vampires. This is awesome. When like, her uh, so, teeth start falling out and like she's got, yep. the, oh, it was so gnarly. I was here for it. Um, <laughs> They built up the mother very, very well. Like her, you know, her mythos or ethos and all that were great. I thought they did a, a tremendous job with that, which I can really, really appreciate because they could have done none of that and just been like, "Hey, she a vampire? Deal with it. Let's keep going." <laughs> uh, so I did. I liked how effective the gore was used in here because you could tell this wasn't a huge, big budget movie. So they, they had, had to really pick and choose. Right, right, right. But they really had to pick and choose how and when to use the gore. And I thought that's very important for a guy who loves horror movies. Some of my cons are the kid was effing annoying. Fuck that the kid, kid was effing annoying. I'm sorry. Fuck I'm with that you. Kid. That backstory of how you she your shot. <laughs> yeah, right. That backstory of like, because you uh, fucking and, and they started doing it near the end when they started making the kid more self sufficient. Because my idea is like, if you were raised by this vampire woman, you would have to be a very self sufficient kid from a very early age because of like. The circumstances I mean, of the pretty much he just made a he stupid the choice. Fucking first part of the movie, he clearly knows what's going on. He fucking yeah. adheres to the rules, and then I mean, playing, he, he says, "Fuck rules, I'll do what I want." Well, like in his mind, he's trying to save his mom. It's like, "Yo, we can run back here and, and hide down here," and but yeah, yeah. like he's not thinking that. Oh, his this plane's not going to make it, shit, to and he's going. Yeah, maybe I'll think about it. But he's uh, also but so, a child. Children make stupid decisions. That's why they're children. Yeah, but he's also. Fucking... Oh, again, again, I'm not killing him for this. I just, again, just I thought it was annoying. That's why I said it was just a, he was effing one hundred. Um, the I hated the fact that there was no character development from anybody else in this movie. So you gonna give me a <laughs> nope. two hour long movie and you didn't give a damn about nobody else? Which okay, cool, but then you make choices near the end that I'm like, okay, now you make me not care about the movie because of the choices you made and. One of the bigger choices is just I feel like they should have let the mother end in the scene where they killed the main big bad because then we could have lived with the son having to deal with the death of his mother and still having to overcome that and still be the hero of the story. Where I think mm. when you let it go on to the very end like that and you kill her, all that emotion that we built up to of, of loving the mother, I feel like it's thrown out. It's let go now because you blow it up and you go in credits. So and you also we, see her just, turn to full vampire. Yeah, I was like, right, 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 right. Yeah, I, and, I disagree, but I feel like but... that turn should have been in that scene where she gets rid of the big bad, where they kind of did. It. I thought they were going to go that route where he fed her the blood and she's up and she's trying to fight her instincts of being a vampire, but also the mother and the push and pull. And I wish she would have at that point realized that she couldn't overcome it and fight it. 
and tried to attack him, but the light or something would have gotten her. Just something, or even been, just jumped out the plane herself and just to, to, right. To not something even... that could have let us live in that moment because we've been living with this character for so for an hour and you know fifty minutes. Ninety five minutes. Point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're like, hey, like, right, right. And then you give us the scene at the end, and it's like, oh, she's blowing up, and it's over, and it's like, okay. I mean, that sucked, but all right. So I, I feel like that, and that's my biggest thing too with a lot of character deaths, like. Character deaths aren't for the character. It's for the people who surround the character and how they respond to those deaths is what a movie's supposed to be about if you decide to kill a character, which I think movies totally forget now. They just kill Jokers and be like, in credit roll. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> you, you got to show us how this affects the character that we've been following yeah, to care. Was, but anyway. Giles anyway, Whedon paved the way. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, my headcanon on this movie is that at a certain point, they should just went balls to the walls, yonkers crazy with this movie. Um, they should have had the kid become a vampire. They should have had the Indian dude become a vampire. And they should have went three, three on three <laughs> tag team vampire brawling all through the plane. Yeah, you should have been, been destroying the civilians as you went along, making them farther to the battle between these vampire two vampire <laughs> clicks right now. That's why I would have wanted, I wanted to just to go completely off the rails at the end of it and just be, instead of how they went off the rails where it's like, everybody's a vampire now. And everybody's like, okay, cool, great, great, great. Also, like, they could have missed me with the political message of the whole, hey, let's talk about racism and stereotyping. Like, fuck out of here. We, I mean, if you're trying thing. to get away with hijacking the plane, you're going to blame it on the first brown person you see. Yep. I agree, but I don't need that in the movie. Like it, it added smart. nothing to the movie except for the stupidity. Like, uh, of the movie. Over here, real quick, I got something for you to do. <laughs> like, I would have rather than been like, "Hey, we're not getting anybody off the plane till we get answers of what the fuck is going on." And this dude yelled "vampires," and they've been like, "That's the craziest shit I've ever heard." No, obviously something more like that would have been more believable than like, "No, you know, you're the terrorist because you're the terrorist." Like, because terrorists, you. you are a terrorist. terrorist. Because <laughs> terrorists just land planes and just hang him out there and be like, yeah. And contact the, the fight control and be like, hey, can I get out of here, please? <laughs> Everybody's already dead. But not me. I'm not dead. Let me out. <laughs> right. All right. But that, that's my thoughts on uh, Blood Red Sky. Jaren, your thoughts? All right. A couple things. Najia killed it. She was brilliant. Every, every point in this movie, like I watched her and she sold exactly what i think the movie was trying to tell us like i fucking enjoyed her hunk hook line and sinker um i found out watching this movie that i have come to disagree with a cliche that i didn't know existed <laughs> prior to this movie it's a common cliche <laughs> Well, all right. So, please tell me if this is if this is what I'm about to say is what you think. Like, I'm so sick and tired of a proper like criminal organizational structure being undermined by that one sadist that just can't fucking handle his fucking shit. His or her doesn't matter. Gender exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> there like, like i'm sick and fucking tired of people being like we planned this out we got this we sorted and that one fucking individual going yeah but i'm gonna murder some people for fun because here we are 
What else are we going to do this? <laughs> it's a fucking cliche at this point, and it's garbage. Which reminds me, is like he was also the plant on the flight as a flight attendant. Like how he get through like fucking yeah. <laughs> his job <laughs> interviews a long shit. time coming. Apparently, like I this has been a six year kind of thing for me. <laughs> oh. I've been holding it in this long, not killing anybody. <laughs> Been the fucking vampires off a motherfucking plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm the first one that said that. Y'all motherfuckers are slipping. Uh, <laughs> I I am not a fan of flashbacks. That being said, I really enjoyed how this director approached it because every time there was a flashback, for the most part she like was like unconscious like there was like almost like her mind was swimming like there was there was a reason we were flashing back it wasn't like cut she looked at a fucking piece of yellow mustard and it was like oh my god yellow mustard you know what i'm saying like it like there was an interesting aspect to it that i I, again not a fan of flashbacks (laughs) And definitely not a fan of out of time, uh, you know, presenting the movie. If you don't have a good reason for it, and there was no good reason for it in this movie. Um, That being said, uh, I give a lot of shit on directors and how they approach things. In this particular instance... This German director, whose name I don't know, he did a really, really good job of pulling suspense out of the uh, tight corridors that everything was going on. I, every time he pulled the camera, every time he was moving, the, like like there was a good amount of suspense that he created just with the area that he had to work with outside of his flashbacks which luckily got us out of the fucking plane um (laughs) this movie was poorly fucking paced and i and i don't mean that it was mildly poorly fucking placed i mean this movie was like a star wars poorly fucking place movie like pace take that back you (laughs) shut your whore mouth listen uh uh the first act was I was so fucking amped for the first act, and then the second act did fuck all, and then the back end of the third act, I was back in. Like there was just a chunk, one might say the belly of this movie that did fucking nothing. And and I'm 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 let let's be real about it. That was tragic pacing. It was not okay. I'm watching this. I'm like, why am I bored? <laughs> I'm, I'm in. <laughs> look, look, there's vampires on a motherfucking plane. <laughs> the the one guy, the that that douchebag again, who's a cliche, the sadist, uh, has one of the most interesting bits where he fucking like flashes her with his uh, UV light. And then takes the blood and's like, I'm gonna be a vampire now. Like, I mean, come on, like, like there's but then nothing. Come on, there was like a draw, and it wasn't it. I didn't feel I didn't feel like it 
like was I don't know. <laughs> the movie was poorly placed, paced. Um, did anybody else have issues with the subtitles? Nope. No. Yeah. If you like, like it's English subtitles that I couldn't turn off, but yep. they poorly like represented the actual English speaking. <laughs> like I couldn't turn them off. I tried. During I tried. my viewing of it on Netflix, the when it was in English, there was no subtitles. Yeah, no. I I couldn't turn off. The, I, I so maybe it's only me. Maybe it's only me. That's fine. Maybe That's you should get a legitimate source for your movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um, um maybe we're speculating <laughs> Right, he was right. in the Caribbean. The, la- with the last thing I'll say about it. The last thing I'll say about it. Um, I did not expect to be emotionally touched by this movie. But you were okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, and when that and when that kid held up the detonation remote i mean i mean that's his mom's man right that's what i'm saying like like and he, he your mom knew who she was and he knew what she was about and it he held he as a child he held on as long as he fucking could before she would eat him to pull that i mean he, not that long because she was still a a hundred yards away from him. Yeah, <laughs> he was yeah, like, ah, no, 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 no. yeah. 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 No, fuck off. His weapon was an explosion that was behind her. The closer she got to him, the le- the less effective that would have been. He made the call. He made the call, and that was like that hit me weird. I didn't expect it to hit me weird like that. I was like, huh. like that was a big fucking deal for me. I was like. And I wasn't like from this like campy fucking <laughs> with Dominic Purcell in it. I mean, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's I not going to be a great movie because he's in it. <laughs> like... I wasn't expecting it. I was pleasantly surprised by it. The last good thing Dominic Purcell did was the first episode of Prison of Prison Break. No, no disagreement there. No disagreement there. <laughs> All right, Jaron, what's your what's your rating on this? Uh, it's definitely a three. Oh wow! All right, Jason, I would give it a three too. You know, it's yeah. free on Netflix. It's fun ish. I think I gave it a two point five. I wouldn't add it to my <laughs> Netflix streaming, but if it played before I stopped it, I would keep watching it. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna update this fucking schedule. I didn't really a a I didn't realize there was point fives. B yeah, you'd be giving point fives like it's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, point fives have been all no, day. We have a five tier system. Either it's yeah, man, it's it's number. if you watch our last episode, it was just one, two, three, four, five. I mean, anywhere between it's all number spectrums, you know. I may give a point eight, point seven, <laughs> depending on how much I we get this five. I'm gonna give this a three point one. Um it's, it's, <laughs> there you it's go. three, but it's like one tenth better than a three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This this one scene alone gives it a point one. Yes, uh, I'll be honest. 
it, this could have been campy as fuck all and they did a good job of like making it something serious and emotional they that's sold the why i give it yeah, yeah that's why i give it what i give it yeah because it could have been way worse <laughs> and it i guess that's like that's like uh hedging the best you know you know this could have been a garbage but it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> this is recyclable <laughs> because people have made something in this genre trash on the regular this took the idea and made it better i mean come on that's why yeah okay. sometimes you got to give them credit for for, for credit for showing yeah. up yeah, yeah, yeah. For effort. A for effort. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> they did they, they, all right. Let's jump to another attempt at A for effort here. Let's go ahead and it. talk about Batman the Long Halloween part two. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and start this one because I don't think I started any one of them here. Let's see. The long hollow bat, because <laughs> Batman pissed me off this whole this whole movie. Batman's a freaking idiot. Um, I get the point they're trying to get, oh, you need a partner, so I guess this sets up for eventual an appearance of some Robin down the line if they continue this. But yeah, man, this joke can get knocked out all the time. His detecting is straight trash. And I know in the first one, it's like, you got to be, become better detectives. And I said, you don't become a better detective. You kind of are that. You just get skills and improve your ability. No one's like, doesn't have a, like a non-skeptical mind and all of a sudden gets a skeptical mind. It doesn't work that way. So, so detecting was trash. Um, the bright spots of this movie is Harvey Dent's amazing in this movie. Like the transition from him playing Harvey Dent to playing Two Face. So Josh Jamel, shout out to that. Uh, we talked about Nia Rivera in the first one playing Catwoman. I do feel like, and I don't know if it's because maybe the first one, I don't know, but I did feel like the voice acting was more joined and tighter with the animation that I felt in the first one. So that could have been me and a TV thing. Less of that, but I did feel like it was better joined. Uh, Jensen Eccles, I think, really linked into the Batman thing heavily and pretty good here. Helps out that a lot of the movie is with him being Batman, so <laughs> I didn't have to get the whole, why is the same voice for Bruce Wayne and Batman thing? He kind of didn't matter because he was Batman. Um, I just want to say, first and foremost, um, my biggest con in this movie is that Bruce Wayne was released from Poison Ivy, Sweet Nectar. Because I feel like, you know, he should have stayed in it the whole time. Uh, was I admit, like, my other con was this movie was kind of boring. Like, it, it, I don't know if it was just me. The movie was kind of boring. And sometimes Batman did not feel like the Batman that we know he's going to become. Like, letting Miss Dent, like, just go at the end. Did not feel very Batman, ultimate justice warrior type of guy. So that, that kind of bothered me. Uh, I did talk about the, the pros, the voice work, and all that good stuff on there. Uh, the fight scenes did feel a little bit more fluid, so I thought that was pretty entertaining. Um, and so, you know, because lately in my reviews, I've been doing my head cannon on this. My head cannon on this, which would just made this movie tons a lot a lot better for me, is if we would have started this movie in the you know the Poison Ivy verse that he was under the trance and. We could have gotten like a Batman the animated series shout out for you know penance to a dream. You know, what was it, episode 26 Ooh, in there where yeah, he got yeah, to see his parents be like, I wish they would have went that direction with the, the, the flashbacks and all that to kind of be like a tip of your glass, a tip of the hat to being like, Hey guys, you guys remember this from that old series, that episode you really enjoyed? 
And yeah. even then, I feel like because if you would have done that when he comes out of that trance, would have made Bruce have to like fight with the fact that like he got everything yeah. he really wanted, X, Y, and Z. I thought that would have been a better way to go with it than the route they went on there, where it's just like, oh, we're just happily in love with with Pamela. Uh, okay, fuck out of here. He was a million. He was a million boy. He was a playboy. Pamela's a dime a dozen for him. So fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> other than that, man, it. it it was a competent movie, man. I, I, I guess. I guess. What, um, Jaron, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I mean, yeah, it finished it. It is what it is. I don't have a lot to say about this movie. It it continued because what I was looking at was animation. <laughs> it just continued what the fucking first bit did. Uh, uh, Story wise. I've read the story, so Jason, it's all you. All right. Well, okay. This was very much a disappointment. As I said, Long Halloween was one of my favorite Batman stories of all time, and they just totally butchered it. Um, especially at the end, Batman never figures out that um, Harvey Dent's wife was a part of this. He just figured out it was Albert Bacconi and, mm-hmm. and Harvey Dent were killing him. Yep. Only person that figured that out was Harvey Dent because the only reason he started killing people was because he thought his wife was doing it. <laughs> but that was it. And so all the ones that he 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 was blamed for were a few of them were his wife. And that I they just did a whole like character assassination of her in this that wasn't in the original source material. Like, you know, the re- I mean like the reason she started killing was so that she could spend more time with Harvey. <laughs> Yeah, that was but like in this one she's like was in love with Albert Falcone and, and they had a baby together and Harvey made I don't it didn't make any sense to me I was like this doesn't make any sense whatsoever and like you already killed Albert Falcone in the first one and in, in the comic book he's still alive he only fakes his death and it just the whole thing fell apart yeah, and I would agree with you, Jason. This Batman is not Batman. He makes so many boneheaded, stupid decisions. Like, he attacks Scarecrow. He's got a gas mask, but he's like, I'm not going to worry about anything he can jab me with. The fucking guy's a doctor. <laughs> he's going to carry his syringe on him? Fuck out of here. And the fact that he's, like, running to his parents' grave and the, like, Catwoman has to basically save his ass. is like, dude, how do you not get fucking shot by now? <laughs> like, you're, like, the worst Batman ever. And... <laughs> It's just, there's a lot of things in this that, like, they told the bare necessities of the story without getting to what it it's hard. And that's really what, what's really disappointing to me. And also, um, I know the actress that played Catwoman died from the first one, but the person they had to replace her, it, she did not sound anything like, it's just, it was, it was very obvious that it was not, it was, it was grating to me. It was, it was just so not Catwoman-ish. It was just like just a regular woman talking. Like, this is my line. I love you, Bruce. It's it was bad. Um, everybody else was good, but that was bad. Yeah, this it's so disappointing because usually DC animated offerings are good, and this one, with the exception of like the Killing Joke, and this one, which are two really good stories, that they, they just they're, they're slipping. Yeah, they're 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 they're. It feels like. Warner Brothers is Warner Brothering their animated universe, and this is like stop. Yeah, <laughs> like you used the to just only not thing give they got going for them. It's like you need to not give a fuck and just let them do what they want to do, and they come up with these great freaking like, movies. And now you're like getting your little tiny little fingers in it, and 
as fucking stop. nerds. Warner Brothers, all, stop. Just, just yeah. let them do it. <laughs> Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but as nerds, all we've wanted is for the writers of the anime sequences to be the ones that write the big blockbuster movie. Yeah. That's all we ever want. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Like I was talking to a friend the other day about because getting excited about Suicide Squad and like, oh, the first one James Gunn. So I'm excited. The first one, you know, was terrible, but you know, they had this really great Batman movie, uh, Batman Assault on Arkham, that was basically mm-hmm. a Suicide Squad movie, and that shit was awesome. It came out like two yeah, years yeah. before the Suicide Squad movie. Right. And if they just did that, yeah. it would have been great. Suicide movie would have been fine. It would have been oh, at so least let's, let's 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 calm down a bit because I mean I understand the the long Halloween was trash. Killer Chuck was a couple of years ago, so we know that was trash, but. We did get a bunch of good movies in between the killing joke in this movie. Hell, yeah, but it seemed like they're, they're, Justice they're... Society was a good movie that we reviewed. So let's, right. let's <laughs> slow down before we start destroying the, the universe already. Uh, Man no, of Tomorrow, it's over. Superman and they're one. Done. <laughs> Man of Tomorrow, the Superman one was was okay, was good too as well. Like, let's slow down. They've had three Take misfires and I mean, three really bad misfires in what let's say five years. I, but we've had some quality. Let's not jump around too crazy on it. Um, I do agree with everything you said on that. What I mean now, as far as a rating, what is your rating on it? I would give it a two. I mean, it's still it's. I mean, as it's, it's a company it's movie, like it's still movie. there's still some enjoyment to yeah. Two point three. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. There's still um, some enjoyment to have. Um, at, even at its worst, as I said last time, it's still better than any other. Current Batman movie that we have right now. Facts, facts. Jerry, so two point three. I mean, yeah. God, one through five. God, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You're giving it a lot, a lot, and I get that you're a Batman fan and a DC fan, but no. <laughs> That's not on the rating system. You can't just be like, no. I'll give it a solid one. Oh, wow. First one on this show ever. I'm with yeah. Jason. I'll probably oh, give it a oh. two. Right, if it came on premium or network TV or cable, yeah, check yeah, it out. I mean, it's yeah, it's one is means I can't one is like I can't tolerate it. Like it's burning. One is like, worth, it wasn't that bad for me. Worth your time. Yeah, Batman's always it's free time. TV. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you know what movies CBS plays? The animation is tragic. The characters are not what is like. Listen, you guys are all like lumping in the actual like Batman story. It's always worth your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 I'm talking even about if he's even if he's directed by you know Zack Snyder, Batman is always worth your time. Yes. Yes, 100%. I love you all. 100%. 100%. I mean, let's be real. It's some good things in the movie. Just the movie at all is kind of messy. But like I said, I would give it it a solid two. Like, this is the definition of a two movie for me. That if it came on TBS or TNT, I would watch it. Like, The Killing Joke is a one. If The Killing Joke came on in anything, I would turn off the TV immediately and probably break my TV for even having it on my TV. Just like, yeah, the Kingdom Joe was really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. That's two separate. But yeah, yeah, this is a solid two for me. Uh, but right. we respect it. This is one for you. Uh, speaking of Batman, that is going to be what our culture talk is going to be about today. We're going to talk about Batman, the billionaire, and 
the way he decides to protect Gotham City, are we a fan of it or not? So let's go ahead and start that off with the Duke of All Nerds. Your thoughts on how Batman and slash Bruce Wayne protects Gotham? Is it an effective way, ineffective, better way, or the best way he can? What? All right. So I've been giving a lot of thoughts about this before we even decided this is going to be a topic. So bear mm-hmm. with me. All right. I love Batman. He's my second favorite superhero. My first favorite superhero is Robin. Because <laughs> I what? love the whole. Yes. Tim Drake Robin is fucking awesome. Of all superheroes. Yes. See, yes. I'm, a, I'm a Dick Grayson guy, but I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, my, my, yeah, of I'm all, a Dick Grayson of guy. All. Of all superheroes, Robins are the best. Okay, but yeah. either way, okay, Robin. let's get back to the topic on hand. So let I, let's, I believe let's, let's that let's let's scale this. You just said your favorite superhero of all time is Tim Drake Robin. Because yep. he is Batman, except he's a child. Yeah. He is a 13-year-old Batman. He can, he can do everything Batman does, except he did it when he was 13. Yeah. Even yeah. when later on, they make Tim Drake the first version of Batman Beyond, which is pretty dope, too. But, yeah. but yes, I, I agree. Tim Drake's a dope character that people sleep on because he hasn't got a major TV show or... Oh, they always, he they always ignore major. Tim Drake. Yes! For him, no. Yeah. You, for for you, yes. Jason, the best. I'm a Dick Grayson guy, so he, he's not my Tim Drake's not no, my favorite. Robin. Of all superheroes, he's seen the best of all superheroes. My favorite is Robin. He's making a statement. He's drawing a line. In the I'm hand. sorry. Yeah, that's the way I feel. Yeah, no, father. you're telling me like all the other super kids, all right? They all have superpowers. No, no, still no, no. superheroes. Uh, period. I'm just saying, Over the usually the kid versions of them are better because they're doing Spider-Man. the same stuff as still Everything. as teenagers. You're saying Spider Man has powers, you know, freaking kid, you we know, X Men have powers. They're all great yeah, superheroes. Don't get me wrong. Powers. They you have powers. Fucking hero. Robin does it without powers. He does the exact same shit Batman does. Except as a fucking teenager without powers, there's no super suits. He's just a fucking badass. Let's be fucking real. Batman doesn't have powers either. So exactly. That's why Batman is badass. Now you have a dude who spent half his life training to be Come Batman, on. and you got a kid who's doing that too. So are we saying he's your favorite person that is a non-superpowered hero? No, he's or my favorite are you hero. Period. Here and now. He fucking Tim Drake hero is my power, favorite superhero of all power. time. I don't understand what you're not getting about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I really need to hear you say. <laughs> he that. figured out who Batman was in seventh grade when no one else could do it. <laughs> I just need to hear you say it. <laughs> he figured out who Batman was in seventh grade. Rolled up to his house like, "Yo, you're fucking up as Batman. You need help." <laughs> Hold on, like Jay, why are you upset that it's his favorite superhero? Like. <laughs> Tim Drake has a like, great story. Like, great he's not a superhero. He's a fucking orphan. But Tim Drake is not an orphan. Is... Or whatever. Tim Drake's got yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah. For the and most part, he's slimy too. He's you know, hung out with an old rich man for a while and didn't get his butt touched. I mean, Why are you hating on his choice for his favorite superhero? Like, he, this is going to be a superhero. We're talking about Batman. I don't think this is going to say it. Favorite hero. It's not a superhero. Yes, they are. They do something that is above of any other person. No one can be like Batman. No you one can be like the Robin. Hero is. 
They are superheroes. Batman is a no. superhero. No. Yes. By the definition no. of superheroes, he is a super tactician. He's a hero. He's a superhero. He's on the Justice League. He's a superhero. Bro, he is top three. Shoot that motherfucker. Superman looks and there's no more Batman. fucking Batman for his shoot, advice. Shoot Green Lantern in the face and there's no more Green Lantern either. Yeah. You can huh? shoot Superman with a kryptonite. You can shoot Wonder Woman and she'd be dead. Yeah. If she's not wearing her bracelets. Yeah, but I can like shoot a lot of these guys Batman in the face with a normal shot bullet. What the? F- how do you? First of all, uh, let let let's stop right now. Here's I'm the thing, sorry. How Batman. Do you, how do both of you define superheroes? Batman at any given moment is prepared to fuck up Superman. That's at any not, given moment is like you're, you're not answering the question. How so? Are you, you prepared define, to fuck up Superman right now? Because I'm sure you're not. Not any fucking the police are not prepared to fuck up Superman. They've been how trying. Do They're like, I don't. We don't know what to do. How do you, find <laughs> you know, so he's above and beyond the average person by far. Not even with his money, he's not like Iron Man. He needs this fucking special suit or anything like that. How do you he is already above. He's, he is trained to the T, to the uh, unhuman, inhuman level. How do you define? He has a. You don't have to have superpowers to be a superhero. I'm sorry. I, I, that's fine. How do you define a superhero? If you can get on the Justice League. You're a superhero. Get the fuck out of here. If so, what the what the what other fucking he is top three of the super like fucking dudes with god level powers bow down to bass Batman. And you're not telling me he's not a fucking superhero. (laughs) Fucking if you're already in a preconceived scenario, then so here's the issue is that me and Jason define superhero as a hero that has super or above average feats and abilities. And strengths, as in, like, the ability to be a great detective, more than the average human being, or more physically fit than the average human being. And he has the feats that are above, let's say, the local level hero as a superhero. Like, Batman has stopped cosmic threats. Jaren's Batman has stood toe-to-toe with fucking dark side. He's a fucking superhero. Jaren's definition is, to be a superhero, you have to have super powers that makes you more than a human, or more than the average run-of-the-mill ability, like beams okay. or flight or something. So he's using the word Jerry's... super as the yeah. ability to be more than human, where we're using yes. the word super as feats. I'm using the word super as in the definition that's you know made by the people who create these comic books. And in DC <laughs> lore, Batman is a fucking superhero. Therefore, you are wrong. Because the people <laughs> who make these they say that Batman is a superhero. And since they're the experts, I'm just going to go with what they say. He's a superhero. Whether you say it or not, he is right. because they say so. Listen, man, and they're the ones that do this. You, you can and since Batman is a superhero, Robin is a superhero. <laughs> since you know, it's I'm not going to go to the fucking doctor and be like, well, it doesn't look like it's cancer because so I think is, cancer is uh, actually, you know. Let me ask you know, Jaren this: Is Tony Stark a superhero? No, he's a hero. Okay. Okay. Yes. Is the nope. Hulk a superhero? Because he's he's straight up said, ironically, he's straight up said, even in the fucking movies, I'm just a man in the can. Like, fuck, are you kidding me? He's a human being that has surrounded himself with and which is always why I am Man 30 worse than Batman. It does not make him a superhero. It makes him a fucking yeah. hero. Iron Man sucks. 
Batman is a fucking G. Well, his one is. is Are you is, fucking kidding me? Because Iron Man would beat Batman. In the no, he would part. not. It's not in yes, the universe. Iron Man winning against Batman. Batman. That is not that's no crazy thought. Look at Iron Man wake up and get slapped. Even dreaming about Jason, Batman. There's no not even <laughs> when they did their crossovers did they ever <laughs> even think about saying Iron Man could beat Batman. So no, Iron Man can't even beat fucking Captain America. All right, <laughs> and Captain America fought Batman. It was like, oh shit, we ain't gonna win this. Ain't nobody gonna win this. We're gonna just beat each other up. Well, wait, wait. It sounded like you agreed with me for a second, but I don't know where you're at because you've been just been going. I'm <laughs> saying. That there is no universe in which Iron Man can beat Batman. Oh, there's no you're universe. Wrong. Okay, that's no, hard. I'm not wrong. Right, we're good. They've done this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So, Jared, here's another question Is Bruce Banner a superhero? Oof. Yes. Why so? Because he is extra human when it comes to what he can do. But that's the Hulk. That isn't Bruce Banner. Well, you can't have the Hulk without Bruce Banner. Well, you can. They've done it numerous times. I used to respect your opinion, Jeremy, but after this, I don't even know. I don't even know, man. Listen, and, Batman and the is the Hulk is actually you and I can, can disagree on a lot of so, things. But the fact that you're trying to put Batman against Iron Man like, and you think that's is, gonna be a he thing. Is, the, no, fuck the triumvirate of all superheroes. He's top. He's Ooh. number one I'm of sorry, everybody. Superman now? Yes. You said the penumbrum. I said he is the top of all superheroes. Ooh. He is Batman. Ooh. Batman. Oh my is god. The penumbrum of all no. superheroes. No. Nice no, I would agree that Superman is the top. That you think well, then Batman is number two. I love. Yes, I love that you think some rich. They are one. They are. They are one and two. They are the archetypes of superheroes. The best superhero. In they the are DC archetypes universe. of superhero. Batman and Superman are one and two. Everybody else is below them. Batman is a superhero. You're out of your mind. This is the way it is. I'm not even saying anything controversial. You're the one saying Martian something controversial. Could take Batman and just fucking put his face in the ground. Well, no, no he Martian wouldn't. Has the opportunity to fire the with Flash? her. The that Flash? The Flash could end Batman. Have you not read Power Superman of Batman? Batman, Batman would run roughshod over all of them if he wanted to. He just doesn't because he's a nice guy. Nah. <laughs> Uh, nice is about because they're, his <laughs> they're useful. Yeah, they're useful yeah. for now. That's why <laughs> Batman. Literally. There is a literal graphic novel about how Batman could fuck up everybody. Yeah, yeah. And they were they like, made an animated series about it. I mean, they made <laughs> yeah. a movie about it. Yeah, yeah they they and they were like, Professor and after that series, no one trusted that. Everybody's looking at Batman through the side eye because they're like, this dude could fuck us up if he ever wanted to, because he's just a dude and he has to figure this shit out. That's why he's on the team because he's the one who can figure this shit out. That's fine. Give it to him. <laughs> but but let's be real. If you're a superpower person and you're worried about that guy, he's See, like, here's, oh, I've here's, already figured here, out this guy. This guy here's where you already fucked up, thing, You'll look fucking in him in a heartbeat. Here's where you already fucked up, Jaren. You're saying let's be real. This isn't real. Yes, right, if right, Batman right, was right. in real yeah. life, he would get fucked up. But from on paper, okay, where the okay, universe so where he does exist, he does not get fucked up by anybody because it, that's the way he's been designed to do it. So in paper, so where the only thing that matters is what happens in the comic books and in the movies, Batman fucks up everybody. He is a superhero. You could say, oh, in real, life, in real life, Superman wouldn't exist. He would just fucking 
come from the stars and collapse because the planet would be too much for him to stare to bear. So then Batman wouldn't be a superhero, be a weird dude. With a lot he would of be a weird dude dressed in black. There's yeah. like every other weird dude who tries to be a superhero here in this earth. And, and, and he get pulled over because the Batmobile doesn't have a fucking tag it on it. Doesn't have a fucking license plate, and they would shoot him in the yep. fucking face as soon as they saw him. Right? Yep. Yeah. And as soon as 100%. fucking Superman came here, they would have found a way to fucking kill that guy. And fucking Amazon, they would have nuked fucking Famascura. Why are we having this conversation? Because <laughs> you're the one who was like, so, bullshit. Me, I'm going to jump in on certain things. One, um, Batman would smoke Iron Man for just plot armor alone. The Batman would smoke. Because <laughs> let's be real, Iron Man is a sealess character for the longest time. Until Indeed. the Marvel Universe, all through the generations of Iron Man's existence, up until he was 2008. A character. Batman was an A-list. So that alone, that's the same reason why Wolverine beats a lot of people that Wolverine should have no business beating because Wolverine's an A-list character uh, and they had a prop of A-list characters. So that alone... Wolverine can't beat Magneto. Once he, he has beat Magneto before. He, he has actually beat Magneto before when he was in Bone Claw. But that's a good story for another different day. Once again, Iron Man alone would lose just for that reason alone. Plot armor. The second thing Come is... Come play Mario Golf with me. <laughs> The second thing is, um, yes, Batman typically always fucks up Superman shit and all the, the incarnations. But Batman always acknowledges too that if Superman ever really tried to kill him seriously, motherfucker, he would he would be exiled. Batman's acknowledged that many times, and yeah. every time he's fought Superman, Superman's always held something back, even when he was mind controlled. Because he Superman's knows a fucking super on, hero, so, and Batman's a dude with a cape. Not true. <laughs> let's be They're real. Let's be real. Is, oh, let's be real Batman fucking real about it. Let's not like be Batman real about it because it isn't real. Batman's a superhero, man. We, we, we're Batman not, we're not a superhero. He's the definition Batman of superhero. Would make Batman a stain. And Iron Man would also make Batman no. a stain. No. No. Well, no. Then, who are his Jaren? Who's his a better they, win? <laughs> who wins? Lex Luthor or Tony Stark? All right, so in the history of Luther, he's all the, the best. Like when he gets up, when he does his thing, he's always like joining up with like Brainiac or somebody. So if we're just talking Luther straight, like a human that's trying to be president versus Tony Stark, yeah, Iron Man's winning it, kid. Mm. You're wrong. You're wrong. Firstly, Lex <laughs> Luther is a fucking bodybuilder. He fucking knows how to fucking fight hand to hand. Secondly, Brilliant. he also yeah. has yeah, a fucking go, super go, suit that can take go, on fucking Superman. Go <laughs> Iron, Iron Man suit. I mean, yeah, get the fuck out of here. And also, oh, if he's Lex Luthor is ruthless, he's just going to kill Iron Man. Man's got something to worry Iron about. Man's going to try to pull him in. He's like, I'm going to bring you in, Lex Luthor. And X looks like you're going to try, and I'm going to break your neck, and I'm going to no, use your suit and sell him like he's Hammer Industries. Jesus, Jared, I can't believe you're this wrong. Like here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've had what if comics. There was a time in the early '90s where Marvel and DC have crossed over, where they were like, "Let's work together on this," and they had a what if comics. And guess who wasn't in there? Not fucking Iron Man. He wasn't in that fucking shit. And when fucking Batman and Captain America fought, they bet Captain America and Batman were like, "We can't fight because if we fought each other, stole the Batmobile." The fuck is wrong with you? Fucking A, that's man. There's the Batmobile. It's a car. Who gives a shit? That's what you're <laughs> referencing? Jesus. It's like that here. fucking TikTok about the fucking 
uh, Wizard of Oz thing. You can't read a fucking book, bro. Read a fucking book. You can't tell me the shit's wrong. Read a fucking right, book. Well, even... All right, well, let's go with this. Let's see what Jaren's semantics are. Is Spider-Man a mutant? No, he's a metahuman. No, that's not true either. Okay, all right. So a mutant not a is mutant. something. It, firstly, it, it, it is somebody that's born with it. It's a genetic manipula- uh, okay. manipulation. So no. Yeah, yeah, but he's not a metahuman either because that's a DC thing. He's a mutate. Yeah, okay. but he's not all a right. mutant. No, yeah, I didn't say he was a mutate. mutate. All right, that's fair. that means he was born a human and mutated to to something else. He's a mutate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I've seen it because if you would have said Spider Man was a mutant, then I think that would have been contradictory to your Batman being a superhero thing. Because, uh, yeah. All right. So at least, you're, at least you're consistent. So I'll give you that. I, I want to consistently I'll give wrong. Consistency. <laughs> Darren, at least he's consistent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. at least like, your delusions okay. are, are <laughs> consistent frame, delusions. Right. You're not just all over the place like some crazy person. You're just a regular crazy person. No, no. <laughs> Trying well, to tell me the fucking Batman is. Oh my goodness. I, I need your nerd card. This Batman discussion for another episode. Because <laughs> apparently, culture talk. Yeah, I um, think we had another thing to talk about, but I don't think we have the time. And you and I, uh, Jared, for you, let's just go right real quickly. Who is your favorite superhero of all time? Of all time? Yeah, that's some that's some dumb shit. Ah, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's, uh, you know fucking vibe. I loved him. He's so great. Gambit. <laughs> Gambit? Gambit! Oh my fucking! Mm. He I'm just done. likes it because of the Capcom versus Gambit X Men video game. Oh That's why he's picking Gambit in the X Men '90s cartoon. That's why he's picking Gambit. No other reason to be picking Gambit besides that. Not even a fucking Omega level mutant. Oh, mm. <laughs> I'm Gambit sorry. Gambit is a, a dude version of Jubilee. I'm sorry, I didn't choose the Nimrod. <laughs> Which you got, Jason number A? You already know mine is a fucking teenager who can do what Batman shit is. It's fucking Tim Drake Robin. And I would pick any Robin over any of the fucking X-Men any day. He's, that's not a mutant fact. Come on, man. He said, <laughs> oh, What's my favorite, favorite mutant? mutant. No, I said superhero. Oh. <laughs> yeah, favorite, your oh. favorite superhero. I thought you said mutant. Oh, all right. No, no. Oh, if I did, I misspoke. I'm in favor of superhero. I, you said superhero. That's what I heard. That's be, that, to be fair, I could be wrong. And I'm probably <laughs> wrong. You are wrong! <laughs> about what he said. No. Uh, so who's about your favorite everything. superhero? <laughs> My favorite superhero of all time? Mm-hmm. Across all spectrums, he's gonna say blue. Yes, <laughs> Spider Man. Okay, I mean, let's be real honest about it. Spider Man's amazing in uh, every iteration. There, let's in see what you every iteration. So, can I make the speculation that you only really like Spider Man as your number one guy because his mute because his abilities? Because Tim Drake pretty much is Spider-Man without the abilities, but probably smarter. Way smart. Well, I wouldn't say smarter because but Spider-Man is a fucking professor. Well, that's what yeah. I say. Wait, so I, I think he's smart. I think Tim Drake's smarter because he knows the stuff that Spider-Man knows, but also has to be a human. It's yeah, a and can without. kick ass with his fists. I'm just throwing it out there because that's why I wanted to ask you because I knew Spider-Man is your favorite guy. That's why I wanted to see. It was a setup question. I'm going to be real with you. So that's why I wanted to see like... 
So you basically like Spider-Man because his power set, because they are pretty much almost the same character to a good, a good degree. Except for all of the, the differences. I mean, there are differences, but I mean, like they're both. Yeah, young one has spider powers, the other one doesn't. That's where the that's where it <laughs> ends. The fuck? They're both. Oh, they're essentially the same, though. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm saying yeah. they have a lot of similarities. They both like, dress in red. Of... How about that? They have they have similarities too. <laughs> swing from rooftops. <laughs> they swing fight from rooftops. <laughs> yeah, fight crime in a city. <laughs> they both went to college. <laughs> Can't believe they it. both with the cops. Yes, both trying to sit here and tell me that Batman, Batman is not a fucking superhero. I just, I've, I thought I've seen everything in this world had to offer. All right, all right. <laughs> Listen, we do this for movie re- reviews and everything else. How about we do one, one midweek like inter bit where we just talk about our favorite superhero and that's it. And, it, and that's that. it. You get one superhero, you get fucking five minutes to talk about him and her or her, and that's it. I mean, let's be honest, it's not going to be a her because we're dudes. It might be. <laughs> yeah, we sexualize them too much to one of them. Yeah. I'm just saying, we can do it a little interstitial. Let's do it. Because I'm curious. We'll like, if out. you really, if both of you really had to fucking boil it down to your favorite robin tim drake robin why else would oh, i say oh, it? let's be real my, my favorite's a homer my favorite's superman so i don't have any yeah. issues one way or another what I you guys choose the, i'm Jason. my favorites is the homer oh so oh robin? The fuck yes because he does the exact same shit as batman except <laughs> he's a kid Okay, so he's that's like a doing... younger version of a guy that's psychopathic and who can beat no Superman? Sorted. <laughs> okay, well, that's another great episode <laughs> of the N Word for Nerd podcast. I thank you all for <laughs> listening. I thoroughly, hopefully, you enjoyed the content that you heard from us. If you did enjoy that content, please share it with everybody. But more importantly, we need you to subscribe to us on Head Cannon Circus on Facebook, YouTube, and all the places you listen to podcasts. We're excited to have you here, and thank you all for listening. Please remember to comment below, and because I know what you just heard probably made you upset, regardless of what topic you were listening to. We probably pissed somebody off. And tell us how we're wrong, or at least tell us how you're wrong. Or how Jared is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Who is your favorite superhero? (laughs) Put that all down there in the bottom. And then, as we, as always, we're signing off here. Uh, Jaren, any closing words you want to say to everybody out there? Ah, uh, Jason is wrong about Robin. All right, goofy little fuck. <laughs> and Jason, Not Jason number Robin. Any closing words? Jaren is wrong about everything. <laughs> Not just about Robin, just about everything in general. Be, be kind to one another and tip your tip your your servers. And also, Batman is a fucking superhero. No, nope. it also just feels he's good a rich guy with arguing with Jaron for once on the show. We'll see you guys next week.